Welcome back, practicing leaders. Today, we'll be talking about what do you do when you actually land that next big role, and you're now figuring out, trying to figure out how do you do a job transition and how do you make it as smooth and successful as possible, both for yourself as well as for the people that you're leaving behind. This is the Practicing Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Pruel Bargava, and let's discuss. When it comes to job transitions, there are several key points to keep in mind. One, you've created goodwill throughout the time in your role. People will remember how you leave more clearly than the time you were in role. Your departure is an opportunity to be able to set a lasting impression. Use this transition as an opportunity to be able to create more goodwill and leave a positive legacy for those you've left behind, whether it be your peers, whether it be your team, whether it be whomever. Type any loose ends, complete any, any pending tasks, ensuring, ensuring that you have a clean exit and you don't leave a mess behind. To that point, if you are transitioning out, be sure you're leaving clean, not leaving a mess in your wake. Leaving a role shouldn't leave behind a bunch of unfinished work and unresolved issues. Take the necessary steps to ensure a smooth transition for your successor and the team that you're leaving behind. The thing to consider is, if you've got several programs, you own a large team, you won't be able to finish all the things about all the things. However, you can do a great job of making sure that whoever's left behind understands exactly what needs to be done. The next piece here is, it's more of a mindset. Don't leave before you're gone. Don't mentally check out. It's important to stay engaged and committed to the very end of your role. This mindset ensures a smooth transition, a smooth handover, and leaves a positive impression with your colleagues. This is where it's a very, very big risk of like, I'm going to just focus in on that brand new role. I want to get to doing that stuff. How do I just do the bare minimum to get through this? And it's natural human behavior. This is where you have to fight that urge to do that and instead do whatever you can to be able to help your successor be successful. Transitions are about choices and moving from one decision to another decision. This is where there's an opportunity here where transitions don't only need to be just about big career moves. They can also involve smaller decisions. For example, if you're going on vacation or you're taking leave. Don't just practice this, this set of thinking only when you're leaving a role. Each choice presents a chance to be able to navigate a transition with intention and purpose to be able to practice this over and over again. That way, when it comes time to be able to make the big decision, this becomes easy for you. Just like we were talking about, it's very easy to think about the brand new role. You have to think about what is your transition period. The guideline I follow is I tend to stay long enough to remain busy throughout the entire period I've set up to be the transition period. You want to make sure that you're running at 100% through the entirety of that time. By managing your workload effectively, you can maintain productivity, leave a positive impact, and set yourself up for success in your next endeavor, whichever it might be. If you're taking on a new role within the same organization or you're moving on to a new company, do whatever you can to make sure that every single day is as impactful as it can be. If you think about a time where you took on a role and, or somebody transitioned a role to you because they're like, hey, I'm leaving, this stuff is yours. Think about the times where it was a mess. And in my personal experience, I had a situation where one of my peers left and they, their transition was, I forwarded all my email to you. And that was the extent of their transition. There was nothing more. There was no education. There was no passing off of documentation. There wasn't any handing off anything. And instead they said, here you go. All your mail is now, my, all, all my mail is now yours. Use this perspective to guide your own transition process about how would you want to be left and take that into account as you leave the role in a better state than when you found it. And lastly, think about this as an opportunity to be able to help others grow and create possibility for others. 
A successful transition involves more than just your personal journey. Take the time to help others grow, create possibilities for them. Share your knowledge, mentor colleagues, empower them to succeed in their roles. Do whatever you can, again, to build that positive sentiment. That way, when people think of you, they think of you positively. Now that we've covered the key points and mindset about how you deal with a transition, let's dive into some of the tactical tips for a successful job transition. First and foremost, don't burn bridges. Do whatever you can to avoid this at all costs. This is one of the things I have to I have to remind everybody is your career space community is small. I've worked with people several times over my career in several different roles because our paths kept on crossing. And the thing that you need to recall is if you can leave a positive impact and leave a positive sentiment with the people that you're leaving, when you cross paths with them again, because it will happen, especially in small spaces, whether it be in software and technology, whether it be in medicine, whether it be wherever, your paths will cross. So do whatever you can to not burn bridges as you're exiting. To that point, think about how you're going to continue to keep in contact and network with these people and maintain connection with these people. The relationship won't be the same because you won't have the same day-to-day -day discussions about what are some of the work that you've, you each are doing that are related to one another, but that shouldn't stop you from being interested in what they're talking about. This is the opportunity for you to be able to build positive connections with individuals because, again, these spaces are small. Take the time to transfer your knowledge to whomever your successors are, whether it be your peers, whether it be a new team. Take the time to document and transfer knowledge as best you can, whether it be documenting through Word documents, videos, whatever the case might be. Take the time to be able to do that. These processes that you've built, these successes that you've built within the organization that you're in, Take the time to make sure that they can continue to be successful in your absence. To that, make sure you do your best to tie up any loose ends. Review your projects, review your tasks, ensuring that there's either completion or proper handoff. Document it once, twice, third time over. Make sure that everyone understands exactly what is there. Once you've identified all the things that are left and what the knowledge transfer process is going to be, communicate, communicate, communicate. Take the time to be able to outline each of these things, send it to your peers, send it to your manager, send it to your successor. Make sure that everyone is on the same page of exactly where to find the information. That way, everyone has an opportunity to be able to find it and be able to learn from it. Take the time to be able to communicate that regularly. And I've done this even in the cases where I've gone on vacation for an extended period of time. I've made sure that everyone understood exactly what was required. Now, if you only have a onesie twosie type things that you've got left to do, Communicating those things as one-offs is just fine. But if you've got a, a laundry list of things, making sure it's more widely communicated is going to be important. Next, prepare your successor for success. Make sure that you answer any questions you can answer for them. Do whatever you can in your level best to make sure that they're successful. Make sure they've got the right documents. Make sure they've got the right processes. Make sure they've got the right things. Make sure that you're there to answer any questions. And in my case, what I do is, even after I leave a role, I still leave a door open for them to be able to ask questions. And I simply ask them to respect when and how they do that. And lastly, inform your manager of any potential risks or challenges. Take the time to outline these things. That way they know what they'll have to watch for and be prepared to be able to do a great job doing it. This is where you want to make sure, again, you're doing whatever you can to be able to leave a positive sentiment with the people that you're leaving and make sure that they only think of you in, in a positive light. It doesn't matter how or why you are, you are leaving, whether because you were forced out or whether or not you're choosing to leave because you found a bigger and better thing. 
Take the moment to show up the way you want to show up. Don't show up the way they did. Now we've gone through how to do a transition, what the important points are, how do you actually tactically do it. By keeping these key points in mind, you can navigate a job transition successfully and leave a positive impact on both your colleagues and your organization. If you have any questions about this podcast or any other, you can always feel free to go ahead and drop me a line. You can go ahead and give me a call at 206-651-4312 and leave a message. Or alternatively, you can send me an email at questions at thepraxinleader.com. I'll go ahead and weave it into whatever conversation we have in the next podcast and make sure that your question gets answered. This has been the Praxin Leader Podcast. My name is Parul Bargava, and I'll talk to you next week.